The Lord be with you. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. The easiest way to marginalize a person or a group is to reduce that person or that group to one idea or one attribute. We saw this clearly in the last century when the Nazis reduced those who are of Jewish religion and Jewish heritage to the fact that they were Jewish. Then they made Judaism evil and then they were able to perpetrate heinous things against the Jewish people because of that. In our own country, it was possible to own another human being simply because of the color of his or her skin. And then when that became illegal, it became legal to still prejudice that person based on their skin. Now, in our culture today, there's probably less overt racism, although we see it more prominently because of social media, I think. But most people aren't walking around saying racist things deliberately or overtly. My grandparents are growing up in the 20s and 30s. They would have been in a society where it would have been okay. It would have been normal for someone to say something that was pretty racist or pretty bigoted by our standards today. We don't probably see that as much as we did back then, but we also see that there are a lot of challenging issues that still face us today. And these are complex issues that often don't come with a clear uh, answer, a clear Christian way of responding. You know, we don't know necessarily what the best way forward is. And sometimes people make compromises because of fear or because they have lost a lot and desire something good, something beneficial, even if they lose short-term sight of what's going on. Many, perhaps most of you, perhaps all of you, have heard of the, the ban that uh, President Trump put on, or, uh, temporary ban, on refugees from seven Muslim countries and also the wall that he wants to build between the United States and Mexico. Now, I'll be clear, I think both of those things, the way they've been presented and the way they've been implemented is unjust. But I also must recognize in Christian charity that everyone who supports that, and according to most polls, about 50% of Americans support it, not all of them are hateful bigots. Not all of them are racist. Not all of them hate the people who are poor. We have to recognize that there are complex issues, yet it's easy, it's extremely easy for us to say that, well, you're supporting something wrong, therefore you're a terrible person. I'm right, you're wrong, either change or you can go to hell. 
That seems to be the way in which we treat other people, especially on social media. But there's also the difficult task, the high standard that we're held to today in the gospel. To be the salt of the earth and the light of the world means to dig in. Means that those people who we disagree with, even those we disagree with vehemently and rightfully so, we still need to love them. We still need to be in their life. And we still need to show them that we care. And that we recognize that even if they're wrong, we recognize that there are some reasons why that they've got there. And we've got to walk with them. Now, I made a promise to myself years ago that I would never do this, but I'm going to speak positively about Christopher Hitchens in a homily. Christopher Hitchens was, he's been dead for about four years now, but he was a prominent atheist. He would go around and do debates on the, the tenets of atheism, on what he believed atheism to be, and why Christianity and any organized religion is wrong and in some cases evil. He was outright hostile to Mother Teresa in her life about what she had to do. Okay? And yet, in debates, Christopher Hitchens was brilliant. You have, if you've ever watched this debate, he was a brilliant guy. And I was talking with one of my friends this week, and he told me about a burn that Christopher Hitchens gave on one guy, where he said to the guy, it's as if you have never studied any of the positions contrary to your own. And in debate, that's a damning accusation. Because in debate, you need to know what makes your position tenable, but you also need to understand what makes it wrong. And how much we would all benefit if we all spent time studying and wrestling with what makes our position perhaps wrong or perhaps not the best way forward. This is exactly what St. Thomas Aquinas was doing in the most important work of Christian theology, the Summa Theologiae. Every question that he has, whether God exists, he starts with the logical, the perhaps biblical and historical and the theological reasons why his position might be wrong. It shows a level of respect, but not only respect, love for those with whom he disagrees. To show that, yes, I disagree with you, but your argument is, in some cases, reasonable. But here's why I think it's wrong. And this is what we're called to. Our goal, again, is to be the salt of the earth and the light to the world, and not just to a few people. I'm not just called to be the salt of the earth to those people who voted the same way I did in the last election, or the light to the world to the people who believe the same thing that I believe theologically. It's to the whole earth and to the whole world. And this requires a great deal of us. It requires us to fight, as, Saint, as Isaiah said in the first reading, to fight oppression, to end false accusation and maliciousness. That we have to be the light of the world in order to end those things. But if we want to end oppression, we can't be a jerk. We can't oppress people and ask them to stop oppressing other people. That doesn't make any sense. We might oppress them in a different way, but if we don't allow them to have their opinion, if we don't engage them in a spirit of charity, then how are we any better than anyone else in that regard? We're called to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth, and the way in which we go about doing that is what St. Paul tells us today, to preach Christ crucified and to work through spirit and power. If we want to end oppression, and I hope that's a goal of all of us, we have to do that. We have to go to the cross. We have to humble ourselves. We have to love other people so much that we're willing to die for them. 
We're willing to cede the battle to win the war. We're willing to say, I'm going to die to my ego. I'm going to die to my pride because I love and care for you so much that I want you to go to heaven. And I'm going to do whatever it takes in terms of death to self to help you achieve that. That's a tall order, but that's what God asks us for. But he provides us, as St. Paul says, in works of spirit and power, the ability and the strength to do that. This is what we're all called to. A personal anecdote from my own life, my two best friends from college. One is, at best, a skeptical agnostic, at worst, an atheist, and the other one is married to another man. Both of those things I don't agree with. That's not how I believe is the best way to go about living one's life. But you know what? I talk with them. I wrestle with them and wrestle different ideas with them. But at the end of the day, I hope and I, I, I'm pretty sure I know that they know that I love them. That even though we disagree on pretty fundamental issues, we love each other and we talk about it and we wrestle with those things together. Because I'm called, just as they're called, to be the light of the world. And if we can't respect those we disagree with, and if we can't love them and be in conversation with them, and see that, you know what, they didn't, make this con they didn't make this out of spite for me. They didn't make this decision necessarily out of spite for anyone else. They can be decent people. But to be light for the world is to challenge, but to remain in conversation with them. To never put ourselves above them, but to emulate Christ, and to put ourselves beneath them and at their feet. As we go forward and as we try to change this world, as we try to end oppression, let us always look to the cross. Let us always look to Christ Jesus and let us recognize that when we are weak, He is strongest. And when we are in most need of His grace, He works through us, through spirit and power.